Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. And now, here is your host, the lovely, delightful, insightful, and all-around great gal, Ms. Barbara DeLong. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, that intro always puts a smile on my face. That was Ken Quiet Hawk, and he came out of retirement to do that intro for me. He's, his website is nativestorytellers.com, and I encourage you to go and check it out. It's a fabulous website, and it's also a great way to learn a little bit about the Native Storytellers. Um, today, I am so excited. I have Dan Willis with me, and uh, we're going to be um, talking about some very unusual, wonderful material. Let me give you some of his background. Dan Willis is one of the Disclosure Project's top-secret military witnesses that testified at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. in 2001 in front of every major media, a world disclosure event which was asking for a congressional hearing in order to bring forth the witness scientists within the black projects who could release the technologies derived from extraterrestrial reverse engineering that had been hidden for over 70 years that could stop further damage to our planet. But instead, the message was sanitized by a controlled mainstream media. From his personal firsthand experiences, as well as looking into the historical indicators that have been purposefully omitted from our education system, which reveal an infiltration of unwarranted influence operating behind the secrecy established for our national security system, a system that is used to control the public's indoctrination that forms their perception of the agreed-upon reality. This is done in order to hide their illegal operations and why they fear disclosing the truth about the extraterrestrial reality. Dan is an ex-radio broadcast engineer and NBC newsman. He's taken a keen interest in how the mainstream media has withheld disclosure of the full message to the public, a message based on the hundreds of credible military and intelligent witness testimonies. He uh, Dan sent, shared with me 
um, a documentary film that is uh, called Above Majestic. You can get it on Amazon. Um, and I believe it's on YouTube, too, but I'm not sure. But I know you can definitely get it from Amazon because that's where I got it. I watched it from. It is an amazing documentary. It chronicles uh, what has happened over time, and it tells us and it shares with us about what's happening now and what's what's most probably going to happen in the future as far as the extraterrestrial presence and our our knowledge of it and our ways of coping with it. So, I I I just I can't tell you how exciting it is for me because after watching this documentary, I I want to share it with everybody. I want everybody to see it. If there were any way to broadcast it all, I would do that. So instead of that, I have Dan on the show. Welcome, Dan. Barbara, what a delight to be back on your show again. Well, it's always fun to talk to you because you have such great information. And and I I have to tell you... uh, Yes. (laughs) No, you, you... First of all, before we even get into Above Majestic, your website is probably one of the most informative websites I have ever been on. And I've been on a lot. And I think what impresses me the most about your website is, frankly, I checked out almost all of the the facts you were giving for the first 50 or 60 pages and then, then figured, well, they all check out. So I stop, but but you document where you get your information, so that it's not just you know so and so said to so and so that maybe this happened. It's you give credible information, and I think it's important for people to visit it and, and check out all of the information you have there. You've done an amazing amount of work, but the above majestic movie is just priceless. I wish I had known about it before Christmas. I would have given it as a gift to a lot of people. Well, well, thank you. Yeah, I recommend that. You know, it was, when it first hit, uh, it, it was on uh, iTunes and Amazon. When it first came out, it was the number one documentary. Uh, incredible. It had like 98% uh, five-star reviews. There's a hunger out there in the population for this information. People sense there's like a, a – truth has this ability to resonate as bizarre as the truth may sound, there's something in it that connects in people's minds that, oh, yeah, that, that connects with that and that connects with that. And, and thank you for the compliment on, the, you know, the, the webmatrix.net was basically a, uh, a, a movie company, I mean, a, a media company, rather, out of Hollywood wanted me to write an article on, on on media control in regards to the UFO ET matter and why they keep sanitizing it. And, you know, after I went to Washington and, uh, and all of us, you know, were willing to testify under oath, we each stated that with our, uh, you know, pretty explosive testimonies back in 2001. Yeah. Um, I, I was trying to figure out, so basically it turned into my online notes to try to figure out for myself how um, how this came about, and it seems like one method that 
appears to work well is to lay out a chronology. I went back to the year 1900 to present day, and based on the hundreds of military intelligence witness testimonies and authenticated documents as the core foundational basis in which to lay out my notes um, through time, uh, it, it started to create a pattern. And now, today, with the release of this movie, Above Majestic, um, it ties in, you know, most of what I was researching was, you could say, the 20th century um, witnesses and whistleblowers and all the evidence that has surfaced. But in the 21st century, witnesses started coming out uh, talking about uh, being involved in these 20 and back programs that the MILAB abductions where they be taken off into these secret space programs and stuff. Uh, and you know, researching along with a lot of Dr. Michael Sala's material and and looking at the um, <laughs> looking at the evidence that supports this. You know, when we went to Washington to testify back in 2001, it inspired a uh, hacker over in the UK, Gary McKinnon, who hacked into the Naval Space Command uh, computer systems and found the Solar Warden uh, U.S. Navy space program, uh, secret space program, along with non-terrestrial officers, fleet-to-fleet transfers, and they wanted to put them away for 70 years in prison. And then it was, wasn't until um, the year 2015 that William Tompkins, he's like 93, 94 years old, came out with his explosive testimony regarding... Uh, the Navy basically separating uh, back in the late 40s into their own secret program that was assisted by a Nordic extraterrestrial race that helped them greatly advance in order to counter what was going on back in the, uh, the late 30s and early 40s that, where Nazi Germany had uh, developed an alliance with a, uh, a reptilian race of rather predatory extraterrestrials and this is sort of the balance the uh i mean it sounds like if you take the average person that has gone through our regular schooling our history our education and science uh everything that's been exposed on television and movies everything your parents you know <laughs> bestowed upon you for knowledge uh this sounds like the most ridiculous insane uh, far-fetched science fiction movie that you could ever imagine, but there's a huge amount of evidence, uh, a tremendous amount of documentation, documented evidence with William Tompkins' testimony that was working with the 29 Navy spies that were embedded into Nazi Germany that were attempting to catch up with uh, the extreme advancement that they had over the United States government and eventually had to enter into a rather of a surrender, a treaty that happened back in 1955. Yeah, it, it's, it, it does sound out of this world, but the reality is that I think everyone has seen pieces of this information. I, I would say that 20 years ago you couldn't have done this. And, and had it been accepted. But 
I, so many people are so much more aware. So many people are saying, wait a minute. I mean, simple things like when, um, who was it, Rumsfeld said that, that gosh, he'd misplaced about, oh, 2.3, which became $6.5 trillion in Pentagon money. I mean, where did it go? It certainly, he didn't have it. And, and you know, you, you, see, you see chinks in the armor of people trying to keep us in the same place. And, and I think one of the things in the documentary that hadn't occurred to me but, but did was the fact that, that we, have, we have gone from, you know, just horse and carriage to, you know, cars and stuff like that in a short period of time. But, but we haven't progressed any further. And it's, it, it just it makes great sense that we should have progressed further to, to have not have to use the fossil fuels and everything, but something must be blocking the release of the, of the information because certainly scientists are, I don't know, people say they're 20 to 50 years ahead of what we actually know. This is a key issue that you're bringing up, Barbara. The fact that we've had zero-point energy. Um, in other words, every single home and business could have one of these little little small units and disconnect the cables from the uh, from the electrical grid, which has these wires strung all over the place for, you know, uh, electrical power distribution throughout our country and throughout the world, that if we ever get a corona mass ejection from the sun or, a, or an EMP attack, uh, millions of people are going to die because of our oh, yeah. absolute uh, dependence upon electricity for everything we use. So uh, it's critical that people become aware that these technologies, you know, and I, I can speak from first-hand experience of this, because after a congressional hearing was denied by the Bush administration, uh, because of my technical background working with the Navy and with electronics and unconventional research as well, I volunteered to be uh, a technical advisor and traveling around the planet. I did this for 10 years. Uh, I started out with Dr. Stephen Greer and Professor Ted Leuter. Uh, meeting with these different scientists and inventors that uh, have like what's called over unity, you know, uh, type of energy devices. Uh, many of them were murdered. Most of them received what's called a national security order, which says your, inst your invention has been deemed to be a detriment to the national security of the United States. Therefore, you cannot share this with anyone. Uh, Thousands, uh, well over 5,000, probably over 6,000 of these uh, secrecy gag orders, I guess you could call them, have been issued mm -hmm. to people who had solutions to get off of nuclear oil and coal. We haven't needed gasoline. We haven't needed these dangerous nuclear power plants. We haven't needed uh, air-polluting coal plants. Uh, this is like primitive obsolete technology that we haven't needed for uh, you know 60 70 years uh, yeah well and this is during, so critical during uh, i think it was 19 somewhere 41 or 42 my my dad was in the fbi and he watched uh, a demonstration of a car that they filled the tank with water and they dropped a little pill in and the car ran no gas it was water with whatever was added in that pill that, that enabled the engine to run, no exhaust, 
nothing emitted. It, it was just energy from water. And the government bought the patent, and that's it. It's Well, one, the, one of the scientists the, we worked with was Stan Meyer, you know, and Stan Meyer was able to, without even using a pill, was able to run vehicles on water, had some patents which weren't complete, that he, but he was suicided. Uh, we attempted uh-huh. to acquire all his equipment. Another corporation was able to outbid us, and all the people that were involved in that have all mysteriously died. You know, so this is... Um, well, and Tesla's it, notebooks it, it, are gone. I mean, so, and his research was in, was in, my God, it was in, in um, time travel. It was in, you know, anti-gravity things. I mean, Tesla, Tesla had the answer to so much that is going on today, and it was squashed. And so was he. Yeah, you know, and... And it's interesting that, uh, you know, Trump's uncle was, was John Trump, who was the uh, MIT scientist whose specialty was, um, you know, high-voltage electrostatic fields and things like that. Uh, he was brought in by the FBI in order to review all of Tesla's papers in the safe to evaluate to see if there was anything of uh, significance. And, of course, you know, publicly they said, you know, um, nothing of nothing of interest or significance here, you know. But you know they they Jeez, took it yeah. away. But there's uh, MJ12 documents that showed that you know back in uh, 1947 when the uh, Roswell crash and things, they brought in MIT, and you know he would have been one of the key scientists. So he was very aware, most likely high high extreme high probability that he was aware of the extraterrestrial issue as well as the advanced technologies that Tesla had. And probably, you know, when, uh, uh, you know, Trump, uh, you know, Donald Trump was bouncing on his knee as his little nephew, uh, yeah, may have shared a lot of information. And it's interesting that uh, when when Trump did his inauguration speech, he he said, uh, what was it? He said, we stand at the birth of a new millennium, ready to unlock the mysteries of space, to free the earth from the mis- miseries of disease, and to harness the energies, industries, and technologies of tomorrow. Now, he wrote his own inauguration speech, unlike, you know, prior presidents, uh, yeah. The day that he did that, he did a secret memorandum uh, that he signed to release and declassify not only the anti-aging technologies, but also the free energy technologies. So there's a whole lot of stuff going on right now, and uh, it may be it, once they get the um, elements of suppression that have been in positions of power that have been keeping our planet technologically hijacked, you could say, for all these decades. Once these elements are um, replaced and eliminated, uh, we might see these technologies uh, being released to the public, help clean up uh, our beautiful planet that's been abused, uh, you know, for so many decades. Well, you know, the feeling I got from, from the documentary was that we're right on the threshold of this. So, I, you know, I would love people to understand a little of the background and then 
the promise of of what can, what we can watch for it to come because there is I think at one point you said this is going to be or somebody said in the documentary this is going to be the second American Revolution as as we start to get rid of the people who are controlling us and allow us to sort of have the freedom to think on our own among other things because because we are programmed there's no doubt about it i mean when i look at the schools and i look at the textbooks they aren't accurate they aren't up to date they you know we are holding the population in in uh, a form of suspended am- animation and and it's horrible so you want to oh. kind of go ahead no, I was just going to say, you know, in in agreement with what you're saying, um, you know, William Tompkins, who has a lot of support by High Navy Command of admirals and captains, and with a lot of documentation to support his testimony, said that the uh, this uh, you know there's there's uh, majority of extraterrestrial races, I would say, are are benevolent in nature and uh, or benign. Um, but there are some races that are predatory. Um, I don't believe in you know all bad or all good. I believe there's a spectrum out there, and that uh, this particular um, uh, reptilian race has been influencing and controlling this planet, according to Tompkins, uh, over six thousand years. And what they've done is they have gone into our complete education system and uh, affected our understanding of history, of science, everything that we know, according to Tompkins, everything that we know in all the universities and books and everything is absolutely incorrect. And how this whole thing um, started with the, the Navy and the spies is that one of the Navy spies that was over there in Nazi Germany started to see uh, what was going on, saw that there was, uh, you know, manuals that were written in, you know, reptilian hieroglyphics, that uh, this whole thing, he jumped the chain of command and went directly to the Secretary of the Navy, which was James Forrestal. Forrestal realized that every um, Navy commander... Just about every Navy commander uh, goes through Annapolis, goes through the regular training of, of universities and colleges. So he selected uh, Captain Rickoboda, who was actually what, what they call in the Navy uh, a Mustang, you know, where you, he came in as a seaman and he worked himself up the ranks, you know, up to an ensign and then all of a sudden up to a captain. And so he didn't. He only went through second grade of, of uh, high school, and so he had a clear mind without all the disinformation in it. And so, well, curiously enough, my father, back in the uh, early 40s, this is around 1942, was working at the same exact uh, place that William Tompkins was working. Now, a, a brief history on on Tompkins was that. When he was 16, 17 years old, his dad used to take him down to the shipyards and take him on board the Navy craft. And he would, he would draw, he would come back because he had this photographic memory, and he would 
draw out exact details and create little model ships. He made a whole fleet of battleships and cruisers, aircraft carriers with little airplanes in it. Incredible detail. In fact, uh, his dad put some of them up for sale in a Hollywood department store, and some uh, Navy officers walked by that were in Office of Naval Intelligence, and they noticed that, oh, my God, this is revealing some secret. He had such a good photographic mind that he was able to uh, reproduce some of these secret things, and so they they knew they had to bring him in to uh, Office of Naval Intelligence, so he was like 17 or so. He was brought into Naval Air Station San Diego where uh, Captain Rick Oboda sat down with, uh, they had 29 Navy spies that were, of course, German descent that were embedded into Nazi Germany that we were attempting to figure out how the Nazis developed so rapidly. They developed anti-gravity back in 1934 uh, whereas mm-hmm. the United States didn't develop it until 1954, 20 years later. And so they had, they had some pictures, the spies were doing, some manuals. Uh, many were in German, and some of them were in hieroglyphics, you know, that were uh, – that the, the extraterrestrials, uh, the um, reptilians actually gave the Nazi SS uh, full – complete operational spacecraft to teach how to operate and how to reproduce. And what they did was, you know, way before the end of the war, starting in 1938, the Nazis started to set up bases in Antarctica. And they found that there was huge geothermally warmed, uh, kind of like a little igloo under the two miles of ice, giant caverns of which some of the reptilians were already existing in, but they gave certain caverns to the Nazis in order to start this uh, program where they started building and developing these uh, this spacecraft based on the anti-gravity. And so, uh, which is kind of interesting because in, in some of my research of uh, looking at some of the U-boats that got sunk during World War II that were, one was up in Norway that had... 67 tons of these sealed mercury containers that got sunk and it's actually causing an environmental damage. Another one, uh, probably on its way down to Antarctica, had 33 tons of mercury. That's a lot of thermometers, you know. So <laughs> what they did was they found that in their uh, in their research, you know, where you know Heinrich Himmler went all over, you know, to Tibet and every everywhere trying to find ancient knowledge. You know, when they uh-huh. studied the uh, the uh, ancient, uh, you know, Vedic writings and things, they found that the uh, Vermanas were the flying uh, craft of, of ancient India, which used these mercury engines. Well, it turns out that if you spin mercury, it creates this anti-gravity effect, uh, counter-rotational fields. And so they were supplying the base with, with the mercury fuel that they needed in order to create the um, the disc on this Admiral Byrd, who was sent down there in 1947 in January, uh, with uh, I was like how many ships? It was like 12 uh, 
you know, aircraft, a full military um, uh, with aircraft and 5,000 men, they were basically defeated. They were going down there to destroy the Nazi base, but the, uh, they came out of the waters, and as uh, Joseph Stalin actually did a, did a whole report on this, revealing much more of, of what happened, but they, uh, they were defeated, and he had a very troubled uh, James Forrestal, who, who felt it important that the public know the truth about what was happening. Uh, you know, about this time, 1946-1947, you know, the Rockefellers, who were tied in deeply with, you know, along with J.P. Morgan and a lot of the banking elite, uh, with the Nazis, and they, uh, the Nazis actually had this plan called Schallen's Creed, which means worldview warfare. They planned to infiltrate into the United States and create a matrix of perception take over control of education, mainstream media, the entertainment industry, basically everything that children are raised and indoctrinated into after generation after generation. So everything the public knows, like uh, William Casey, the CIA director, it says, you know, we'll know our disinformation campaign is complete when everything the public knows is false. And that's basically ah. the the condition we have today is that, you know, the, the public, you know, as far as the history books, oh, you see ticker tape parades, oh, victory, we won, and uh, we didn't win. They effectively infiltrated in uh, through Operation Paperclip into the OSS and CIA, and they went into NASA, they went into the medical industry as Tompkins testified they went into the highest positions and executive positions in the pharmaceutical companies which if you look back at nazi germany in the nuremberg trials with the doctors trials with ig farben who they broke into corporations like Bayer, who now owns monsanto and many other common names that we see on our television constantly with pharmaceutical commercials <laughs> uh you know they're basically a, a a derivative of uh, Hitler's largest financial backer, which was I.G. Farben. And so uh, we, have this, um, we have this entire Belkin-Schallens uh, creed, matrix of perception, that we've been uh, falsely born into. And, and it has infiltrated, you know, the government and, and every aspect of our life. And... Is this a group of people, or is this, you know, what we is this your cabal, or I mean, is what would you call it? Well, it goes back, you know, in the movie they go back to, you know, looking at um, looking at these elongated skulls, you know, uh -huh. and what what appears happened uh, according to witnesses and how they derived some of this information is that, you know, the the uh, asteroid belt, which is made up of lots of chunks <laughs> of, of yeah. what used to be a large planet that was destroyed. Mars uh, got affected with that. Um, the um, the uh, group basically escaped and ended up in Antarctica. And uh, Antarctica basically was what was part of Atlantis. 
and uh, you know they're just starting to you know discover you know some of these uh, ancient ruins that are under the ice yeah um what uh what happened was these uh elongated skulls that were called pre-adamites that were fairly tall they had offspring with the uh, <laughs> and this kind of goes into biblical you know it's like uh made in the image and likeness of and you know yes. all up um <clears throat> they um they are tied into if you go look research some of the uh royal families of Europe and things you go back to the what's called the Deist clan which uh they had portraits of them they had elongated skulls you know mm-hmm. just like uh <clears throat> Akhenaten and Nefertiti and their children you know you can see depictions oh, yeah. in the uh you know, I mean, it's obvious the, these people were not from this planet. Um, so they basically, it's the right of kings and the rulers. have. They found that uh, one young girl did a uh, research and found that 42 of 43 presidents were all connected to these um, royal bloodlines that connect back to these beings that had elongated skulls. And this group that is tied into some of the wealthiest, uh, you know, the banking elite, um, you know, a cabal, you could call mm-hmm. them, that uh, basically the Nazis are basically a, fact- a fraction of this uh, cabal. And um, from what I understand that the uh, high priesthood of, of Egypt uh, when Rome came in, uh, they cut a deal with them, and they created a false flag with the Library of Alexandria. <clears throat> yeah, that's, had that ancient, was fascinating. Ancient texts, and what they did, they, they, they created a fire, but it only burned you know, worthless stuff. They took all of it and relocated it to the Vatican, into the Vatican Library, and anybody who understands the the security and the system that's set up in the Vatican Library, it's so extreme that they have ancient texts that was before before they even uh, before we even uh were on this planet that goes back um you know many, many thousands of years and it talks about the whole extraterrestrial you know, the Vatican has been deeply connected with this whole thing. And there's as many MJ-12 documents that, you know, talk about, uh, such as uh, one back in 1952, an MJ-12 uh, document talks about uh, Cardinal Francis Spellman, who was the, one of the head Knights of Malta for the Vatican. They were working with the president to, if there was ever mass sightings ever occurred, that they had a war plan uh, already set up. It was called War Plan 4P, if mass sightings ever occur, in order to have containment for the Catholic Church. You know, so there's been a, an interest to keep this under the wraps, um, you know, going, you know, going way back into the 40s and so forth. 
Yeah, it's 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 a little horrifying, and you know, you you go into well, Eisenhower had a meeting with an extraterrestrial. He uh, he, I thought theoretically had had made a contract of some sort with him, an agreement with him. Was that when the Nordics came in to help us, or or did they come in before then? That's correct, Barbara. Yeah, that was nineteen February nineteen fifty four at uh, um, what's uh, was Murdoch Air Force Base. Now it's uh, uh, I don't forget what it's called. I think it's Andrews Air Force Base now in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, it was a meeting with the Nordics, and they warned about the other extraterrestrial race. They were wanting to help us with our spiritual development. You know, what what happened was back in 19, um, 1945 when we exploded the first uh, atomic weapon, we, we, are, we are connected. All stars and all planets are connected through uh, this cosmic web of these filaments that uh, connect the stars time-space web that the other extraterrestrial races they use for, you know, communication and they also use it for travel. And when we send out one of those pulses, it's like it sends out a message across this cosmic web to other extraterrestrial races knowing that, you know, we have developed to a certain place technologically, but that we have not evolved spiritually yet. So our technological development outstripped our spiritual development. And so um, this is what uh, started all this activity right after 1945. Um, So basically the Nordics told Eisenhower that they wanted them to uh, dismantle the nuclear weapons and, um, you know, basically warn them. But what happened was, Eisenhower was planning on having uh, having a disclosure that year to the world, to the public. But the corporations, you see, when back in rewinding back to 1944 in Operation Eagle Flight, where the Nazis brought huge amounts of money, they set up 750 front corporations. Many of the transnational corporations, which are uh, what you would call the military-industrial complex, you know, that Eisenhower attempted to warn us about, were tied into um, this Nazi infiltration. And so what happened was one year later, in February 1955, uh, Eisenhower was was forced into uh, this treaty, which basically, because of Truman, because of what happened with uh, Operation High Jump, where we were defeated in 1947, and then in 1952, the Nazis did a flyover of the Capitol building in July of that year, which was basically to intimidate Truman. And then, uh, so... What happened was one of our witnesses, that was on one of the Disclosure Project witnesses, of which I'm one of over 500 witnesses, <laughs> uh, was Brigadier General Stephen Lovkin, who was on Eisenhower's staff, who became aware that he had lost control to the corporations. That was his testimony. Mm-hmm. And so 
what happened was the Nazis were, they believed in uh, qualitative rather than quantitative uh, superiority. In other words, they believed in having very advanced technology rather than building a whole bunch of planes and tanks and all these ground troops and all this stuff. All they wanted, all they needed is having superior technology, which would, you know, outdo anybody with, uh, with thousands of planes and tanks, you know? And so, but they needed the industrial might of the United States. They couldn't compete with the industrial might of the United States. And so, they did a treaty, and uh, part of this had to do with uh, Operation Deep Freeze, you know, which happened uh, right around after 1955, where we were going down there. We were supplying the, the Nazis, which have the huge underground facilities, which were, by the way, still using slave labor, which they brought down there, and uh, supplying them with all that they needed. Now, this was connected with the CIA. It was connected with the Air Force, which got created at the same time, the same date exactly that the CIA was created. Um, and, you know, what, connected what with year? the MJ-12 Wait, what, what, operations. What year was this? This was 1955. And, uh, and so... Eisenhower very troubled that he had lost control to these corporations. Uh, he set up, you know, because he knew that in the future, these people can completely take over and destroy our republic, destroy our constitution. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he set up a secret uh, U.S. Marine Corps intelligence unit that would in the future become active if it ever got to that point which is which is a key uh which is a key idea so you know all he was he bestowed all this information over to uh john f kennedy who was not new to any of this information as mj-12 documents show that uh, the secretary of air force uh briefed him on all this plus he was in office naval intelligence he was aware going all the way back to 1942 when they had the Battle of L.A., where there was a number of E.T. drone craft, and two of them were shot down, the Navy took one of them and took it over to China Lake, and the Air Force, before it turned into, uh, it was the Army Air Force before it turned into the Air Force, over to uh, Wright-Patterson in Ohio to reverse Mm -hmm. engineer. We were trying to catch up in 1942 with what the Nazis were doing. And while we were trying to catch up in 1942, the Nazis already are starting to build a, a base on the moon. And eventually they build out the settlements on the moon and Mars as well. So they were way ahead of us. I would say. So what happened with his MK, no, the Majestic 12, is that what it was? That Eisenhower set up? Majestic yeah, well, exactly. Uh, you know, Truman in 1947, after a few months after the Roswell incident, you know, Truman set up a, a Majestic 12 group headed by Admiral Roscoe Hillencotter as MJ-1, 
James Forrestal was one of the MJ-12 members who shared a lot of his information with Kennedy as they went over there in 1945 to review the Nazi technologies over in occupied Germany. Uh, what happened was when Nelson Rockefeller basically funded uh, President Eisenhower's you know, campaign, and so looking for plausible deniability, he had Nelson Rockefeller, who was his vice president, restructure the CIA MJ-12 operations so that um, <laughs> a new MJ-12 group was created eliminating the old, and all of the cabal members and the Nazi people that were part of this uh, whole 1955 agreement was headed by none other than the infamous Alan Dulles, who was highly instrumental into the whole Nazi infiltration. He was, M he was the new MJ-1, or the head of MJ-12, Mm -hmm. um, well, what happened was they moved all their operations so that they can be completely secret out of um, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, where they were reverse engineering, moved it over to Area 51, which is controlled by the CIA, and S-4, where it's specifically um, you know, for reverse engineering the, the ET craft, which, uh, by the way, uh, the first time... Bob Lazar, who worked on the craft, ever went public, no recording devices were allowed whatsoever, and I recorded secretly a <laughs> uh, full two hours. I, I put it up on the webmatrix.net in the 1993 timeline. Um, and, you know, he's completely legit, and there's a movie out now on, on Bob Lazar, which is kind of great because it it validates because of you know, they tried to erase him. Uh, he said they used element 115 for the uh, energy source. Uh, it wasn't, it was like decades later, uh, almost over a decade later, Lawrence Livermore Labs discovered it was element 115 was stable and it was exactly as Bob Lazar said. How would he know that? You know, so anyway, but back to the story. Uh, so they moved everything to Area 51 and S-4 to continue on in secrecy. In the meantime, what happened was the Navy, uh, back in the late 40s, back when uh, 1949, before all this happened, Forrestal wanted the public to know about this. He wanted to expose all this. And the other members of the MJ-12 group that he was a part of were vehemently opposed to it. And so they, um, they had to suicide him. Uh, it was like, this was back in May of 1949. Um, and, you know, Kennedy was, was well aware of this, aware, aware of what was going on. The, uh, the Navy, in the meantime, because of a, a secret think tank that was set up called um, Operation RAND, turned into the RAND Corporation around 1948-1949, whereas they kicked the Navy out and put all the money into the Air Force, where the Navy had to do their own program in secret, where they moved a lot of their operations from um, China Lake 
over to the Washas Mountains in, uh, in Utah, where they had a huge, massive underground facility, of which uh, William Tompkins was one of the engineers working with McDonnell Douglas for the Navy in a secret think tank that was creating these kilometer-long spacecraft based on anti-gravity. And the Navy, um, the, the Navy knew how to, you know, by October of 1954, the Navy had anti-gravity. But what they found was that the retrofitted uh, Navy attack submarines took out the nuclear uh, part and put in the anti-gravity. I know this sounds bizarre, but they actually attached anti-gravity engines onto submarines. Now, the reason they used submarines was they were already familiar with it. They already were set up. It was kind of like the crews on board submarines are used to, you know, going for six months at a time and these small confined, and you know, it's all isolated. So they were able to go out into this galaxy and according to Tompkins they even went out into not only this galaxy they went out to other galaxies with this technology and eventually they were building these huge massive kilometers long cigar shaped uh, uh, craft and you don't have to be aerodynamic you know with anti-gravity there's no wind out there right and so yeah. uh, or, or air and so they made these things um, modular. So, you know, you could swap out. It could be a hospital ship. It could be a transport ship. It could be a scientific research vesicle. It could be, a, you know, an attack uh, vehicle. And so the Navy's got eight of these, part of the Solar Warden program that uh, Gary McKinnon, when he hacked into the space, Naval Space Command, you know, discovered, um, are out well, there. Well, no, wait, and so, wait, wait, wait. If we've got this huge force out there that have obviously thousands of people manning it, why have we not heard any information about it? I mean, we're talking a large number of people who are suddenly not around. And how did, how did, how did they, I mean, I know the answer, but I want you to tell them how how do we manage to have that many people in space and then eventually coming back into um, the general public and nobody's talking about it? Well, that's an excellent question, Barbara. You know, I mean, when I went to Washington in 2001, I had a hard time. You know, my testimony was, you know, the Navy ships out of out of sea were reporting extraterrestrial craft coming out of the ocean and secret uh-huh. classified reports going at safe chief of naval operation. The other people who were testifying, of which you know the mainstream media effectively sanitized, were talking about uh, clearly bases on the other side of the moon, 57 different species, nuclear uh, missiles being shut down, um, you know, uh, they, uh-huh. they plan to have future false flag events like terrorists, which happened, by the way, four months before the 9-11 terrorist event happened. So all this was revealed. Now, now, taking it even uh, even even further, uh, this sounds – this took a while for me to understand until I started looking at all the documentation of Tompkins and, and what uh, Gary McKinnon – 
discovered in the uh, in the computer systems is that basically there's been a war going on between the uh, reptilian race who goes out and conquers other planets and enslaves them. And this is, goes right along with the Nazi idea. The Nazis had two objectives, one to eliminate everybody that Hitler didn't like, everybody, you know, the eugenics kind of plan, and yeah. to uh, basically enslave the rest of them into factories and doing things. So uh, what happened was when the split happened between the, the Navy and the Air Force, CIA, and that whole group that entered into the agreement with the Nazis down in, in Antarctica, uh, was that there was a, a deal made to use this Nordic technology to be able to take somebody. What they do is they prep them. They do these, that what's called a mill lab, or it's kind of a military abduction when when a child is like five or six years old, depending on their DNA, and they kind of prep them uh, for, um, you know, for this tour of duty with the secret space program. And then by the age of 16 or 17, they basically take them to an Air Force base. They fly them out to the Lunar Operations Command, which is on the moon. They sign a bunch of papers and they commence a 20-year tour of service. Uh, and so they've done this with thousands of people. You know, well, We're getting a lot of these witnesses coming out. And so what happens at the end of the 20 years, they, the Nordic technology is able to age regress the person back from being 20 years older back to the original age they were biologically when they were 17, blank slate them, in other words, erase their memories, mm-hmm. and take them back through time to the point where they um, brought them into the program. And it's like um, it, you never knew what happened. All of a sudden, people, after 20 years goes by, when they're doing their normal timeline here on Earth, people are starting to... You know, what's interesting is the Solar Warden program, where they started this back in 1980, uh, ever since the year 2000, which is coincidentally when all the 21st century secret space program whistleblowers are coming out, you know, such as Michael Ralph, Randy Kramer, Corey Good, uh, William Tompkins talks about the 20 and back program. You've got uh, Naira Isley, who was involved in the secret space program. You've got, uh, uh, you know, there's a whole whole lot of people are starting to come out because their memories are starting to overlap. And so they're starting to remember uh, there's a certain percentage that the blank slating doesn't work 100%. And so these people are coming out and talking about their memories of being in a secret space program. Some remember, such as Corey Good, remembers uh, you know, a tremendous amount of detail. And so this is how, uh, because of this deal that was cut with the Nordics, in order to combat, uh, basically it's a recruitment, to combat these Draco uh, Federation. I mean, it sounds like out of Star Trek, I know. Uh, it does. <laughs> 
across the across the galaxy. And they've been keeping it secret because the cabal who's been in control, they put all their people in the high positions of uh ever since 1954 when the uh started by a former Nazi SS officer Prince Bernhard of the Netherlands started the Bilderberg meetings, which they do every single year. And they, they decide, they bring in the people who are most influential in uh, media, finance, uh, who's going to be the next president of what country. You know, all the people who are going to be on board of the, with the agenda. Uh, they get these briefings every year at these very highly secret, very highly guarded Bilderberg meetings. Uh, which support this agenda, which this agenda has included keeping us technologically uh, suppressed. Uh, indications are, you know, that we've had so many things weaponized against us, you know, like a eugenics program with the vaccinations, with, with mm-hmm. fluoride in our water, genetically modifying our food, the stuff they spray with the chemtrails. Uh, you know, and go on and on. You know, there's a whole lot of things that have been weaponized against us, uh, especially the medical industry, you know. Oh, gosh, uh, yeah. so, so this is the, uh, the situation. And, but, but the good news is, after all that, is yes, that uh, there's good people in our military it's it's not our government per se doing this it's like they have put their their key players the ones that are compliant with the agenda in key positions in you know for president right ever since uh, they murdered kennedy uh every single president cia director heads of intelligence has been denied access and that is what brought about the uh national press club disclosure event that I partaked in as one of the 20 top secret military witnesses to attempt to alert the public. But they, of course, they, they, uh, ever since, uh, Alan Dulles set up operation mockingbird back in 1950 with, they started with 400 journalists, uh, that mm-hmm. the CIA was giving the reporters looking like independent. They have completely controlled our perceptions um, and I've witnessed this firsthand and traveling across the United States in major cities where the, mil- the media affiliates would come in and they would <laughs> purpose- purposely use the giggle factor and sanitize this. Uh, CNN, for example, uh, they, they basically said, oh, they want to have a – some people think they have proof there is that there's life on other planets and the- – they want to have a congressional hearing on the reality of UFOs, you know, not revealing anything that says that uh, the whole reason why this uh, event happened was because every, when, for example, when Eisenhower, after they moved their operations over to Area 51 S4, he tried to gain access and he was denied access. That's where it started. And so, he threatened to go in with the first army out of Colorado and invade Area 51 unless they I have know, two that's so cool. Them. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, he's I a five-star general. You know, he's not going to put up with that. And <laughs> so they finally let him. But he was very troubled and shared it with Kennedy. Kennedy, you know, 
found all the nefarious activities that Alan Dulles was doing. That's why he fired him and replaced with CIA Director John McCone. Um, afterward, after Dulles was fired, and after the new MJ-12 group was created with Dulles' MJ-1, or the head of MJ-12, Dulles wrote an assassination directive that was used against Kennedy so that when Kennedy uh, attempted to gain access what happened was 10 days later after he wrote the top secret memo to McCone uh, trying to get access to the MJ-12 CIA operations, he was assassinated 10 days later. Um, then uh, we have, um, it was uh, Jimmy Carter who had a UFO experience and, and promised the American, they didn't really trust Carter too well, even though he was a 33rd degree Freemason. Uh, uh -huh. He, uh, which is interesting, uh, the Warren Commission after Kennedy's assassination was headed by none other than Alan Dulles and was made up of nothing but, you know, uh, 33rd degree Freemasons. And everybody remembers Kennedy's famous warning speech of, um, you know, uh, the dangers of secrecy and secret societies. You know, ironically, you know, it was all 33rd degree Freemasons. That wow. uh, later, afterward, the uh, CIA did a, a, a dispatch to all its agents saying that anybody questions the Warren Commission's lone gunman theory, you know, to label them as a conspiracy theorist, you know, which is a, you know, it's being used today. They're still using that. That was back in 1967 they started that. So, yeah. um Oh, uh, back to the timeline of, of presidents and CIA directors being denied access ever since Eisenhower. Uh, you know, George H.W. Bush denied Carter, he was, this, you know, he was the CIA director, access to the files. Then many years go by. Uh, what happened is Lawrence Rockefeller wanted uh, Bill Clinton to reveal the uh, UFO files, of which... Sarah McClendon on his staff uh, famously quoted uh, Bill Clinton saying regarding, you know, why aren't you disclosing this? He says, well, Sarah, there's a secret government in the government, and I don't control it. And so he had a CIA director, James Wolsey, try to gain access. The CIA director was denied access. He had a uh, – he realized that he couldn't go through regular military and intelligence channels and uh -huh. so the person who was probably most savvy on all this was Dr. Stephen Greer with the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence, who he brought into a meeting, and Dr. Greer brought a huge stack of documents all substantiating this reality. The CIA director, uh, James Woolsey, said, I know the subject's real. I'm trying to figure out why the hell I can't gain access to it, you know, and he said to him, you know, how can we possibly disclose what? we do not have access to. And so Dr. Greer, you know, becoming aware, you know, the CIA director is being denied access. He gathered together with military advisors. They decided not to gain, you know, just a dozen witnesses and go before the public, but rather to gain hundreds of witnesses. So from 1993 to the year 2000, when I became the, the hundredth videotape witness, um, Dr. Greer had about 450 
military intelligence and corporate witnesses. This includes admirals, generals, astronauts. Um, and so it was the year 1997 that Dr. Greer met at the Pentagon with uh, astronaut Dr. Edgar Mitchell to the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the head of intelligence, Admiral Tom Wilson. And uh, what, what's interesting was um, he provided him a document, which was a NRO classified advisory document that uh, lists all these unacknowledged special access program. And what an unacknowledged special access program is, it doesn't matter if you're the head of intelligence, doesn't matter if you're the president. This is how they keep these things secret. It's unacknowledged. You can't even acknowledge it exists. Um, but back when I went to, um, you know, Area 51 uh, outside of the base to meet with Bob Lazar, yeah. that yeah. video recording, uh, just prior to that, in 1991, there was a meeting in which the base uh, at Nellis Air Force Base sent out a classified NRO advisory, and it listed, you know, MAGI ops, cosmic ops, all these different unacknowledged special access programs. The admiral, Tom Wilson, was able to find out these projects did exist. When he tried to go into them, he says, sir, you do not have a need to know. And he says, the hell I don't. I'm the head of intelligence. You know, and he said to Dr. Greer, quote, if you can get your people together and go before the media, you have my permission. This group is illegal, quote unquote. And so that's what basically greenlighted the May 9, 2001 National Press Club, of which I partaked as one of the witnesses, of which each one of us stated that we were willing to testify under oath before a congressional hearing. Now, so, I have a question. Uh, I have a that's question. That's a little history but there. <laughs> what good did it do to be in front of the press if the press were controlled by the cabal? Well, you know, uh, it didn't get hardly any attention on the mainstream media circuits. And, in fact, uh, after I was on CNN with the rest of the witnesses there and everybody and saw what they did, uh, CBS out of Los Angeles wanted to do an interview with me, and I said, "Look, I'm, you know, I'm not willing to do this interview unless I can state we have the witnesses within the Black Projects that can prove we have a solution, a non-polluting solution, and get off of nuclear, oil, and coal, and go before a, an open, secrecy-free hearing." Uh, they promised up and down. They interviewed me for 45 minutes. Afterward, the producer was almost in tears that I know I promised the higher executives, quote-unquote, made me cut that part mm -hmm. out. But we know that the higher executives are all part of the intelligence community that's controlled by this cabal that has been spending billions of dollars in the think tanks working with the CIA and the intelligence that, you know, there used to be back in 19... I think 1983, 1984, 50 corporations that controlled everything we see and hear in all the media channels, newspapers, uh, television, radio, everything. Now there's only five corporations. They consolidated it down. These corporations, before anything gets released, it gets approved from the highest level of yay or nay. Uh, that's why it's kind of interesting back in 
November of last year when the uh, USS Nimitz incidents of the Tic Tac, you know, the Navy fighter pilots, you know, recorded the UFO on his uh, on his screen. They yes. gave the green light. And when they give a green light, uh, that goes on CNN, BBC, New York Times, Washington Post, uh, you know, so forth and so on. All these channels saturate it, make sure that the public got that into awareness. But when we went before the 22 cameras in the back row, what happened was they effectively sanitized it in such a way as to not alert the public. And so they, they basically uh, control it. But, you know, on the Internet, the alternative media, such as what we're do't Barbara, um, mm-hmm. it, it spread like wildfire. I've seen my testimony in several different languages, along with the rest of the wonderful witnesses that testified that day way back 17 years ago. Hard to believe. We disclosed all this to the world 17 years ago, and we're still using gasoline. We're still using nuclear. They've still been suppressing it. But it appears that the White Hats, uh, basically, they, they crossed the line. I think it may have been uh, not only the 1955 agreement with the Nazis, but the 9-11 false flag event crossed the line. And so, which, which is interesting, right now there's a, uh, there's a current happening right now. There's a, uh, a grand jury that's reevaluating all the evidence of the 9-11. So, you know, if they really? expose that, that's going to expose everything that that's all connected to. It could be a whole Pandora's box that Well, that'll win up, an argument with a lot of, that would win a lot of arguments that I've had over the years on 9/11. Um, oh, so so has, so much, has Trump so much Has yeah, I know. <laughs> has Trump been briefed us to I mean, you know, when he has space patrol, Solar Warden is already out there. Is he aware of that? I believe he I I'm I'm speculating that he probably is. Um aware of these things and that's probably why he created the space force is this is could be a uh an avenue in order to eventually release these technologies and so forth uh you know trump was brought in through military intelligence basically um uh, you know contacted him and realized that you know every year the bilderberg meeting selects who's going to move forward the agenda next. You know, we've had the Bushes, we've had the Clintons, we've had the Obamas, and now they were going to they, their their choice for the president was Hillary Clinton. Uh uh-huh. surprisingly, uh Trump won, and there was support from a lot of the white hats within our military intelligence which the indications are that they didn't want to do a military coup because the corruption was so bad, you know. I won't go into all the things, <laughs> you know, the pedophilia and the satanic stuff and the creation of yeah. ISIS and all that. Let's just say the corruption is so bad that they were planning on doing a uh, a military coup, but then they would make it look like it was like a uh, an illegal takeover. So they decided to 
do the rule of law and take down the uh, the cabal, deep state, Illuminati, uh, whatever you want to call them, uh, through the legal process. And so what happened was, uh, and a number of things happened, uh, such as Admiral Mike Rogers, you know, head of the NSA, uh, he tipped Trump off, you know, they, that they were using this fake Russian dossier in order to illegally, you know, spy on them. Uh, and that uh, basically the White House took over the NSA, which, you know, has unparalleled surveillance capability of every communication and backdoors to every software and everything with these quantum computers to analyze everybody. And so they're basically using the NSA's incredible surveillance capability, which was going to be used against us, against them instead. And so, mm-hmm. and so what, uh, what happened back in uh, late October of last year is that all of a sudden on the 4chan, 8chan, anonymous uh, bulletin boards, you have this person called Q. Q is like the highest security clearance, the Q clearance. And so you have Q Anon, which has basically been, since the mainstream media is completely controlled and controlling everyone's perceptions, um, they need to, uh, t- because Trump is using um, Twitter, <laughs> you know, it's driving him crazy, you know, because he can, he can bypass the mainstream media by going to Twitter. Uh, totally. Plus, uh, plus Q, Q Annan is it's starting this whole thing, and you, you know people are starting, and and the mainstream media is on an all-out war to say there's this crazy right-wing Trump-supporting lunatic fringe conspiracy uh, based on nothing. Uh, it's a psyops type of thing that's coming out but if you follow q which i wasn't at first but as i started looking at it and i started to say oh my god (laughs) you know this this thing ties back going all the way back to eisenhower setting up the secret marine intelligence unit and there was an indication of this is this a website is this where is qannon posting oh well you can uh you can go to so there's many sites it's 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 easier to do it through um through one of the main outlets if you go to qanon.pub that's q a n o n . p u b it will show you the uh, you know the current postings and what they've been doing is very careful they're very cleverly they're psychologically putting out questions to people, making people think, and saying, well, is, do you believe in coincidences? And they, they show all these different things. And there's a whole lot of things that show that whoever the military intelligence group is that's putting out these posts, they're very connected to the White House. And uh, there was, there is also another website called QProofs.com, I think it is. And it shows all all the dozens of different things that, like, Q will post something, and the president will will do it within you know a, a few seconds afterward. Or, or one of the things that 
that stuck in my mind was they the the Annans wanted uh the president to say tippy top shape. And so after they requested that, the president for eat for the Easter, you know, at the white house, uh, he said, well, for, for the Easter bunny, you know, we have a special team that, uh, makes sure that everything's in tip top shape. In fact, uh, we like to call it tippy top shape. You know, I mean, what are the odds of, 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 of Trump saying that after, you know, a request from QAnon. And anyway, that's that's just one. But if if you look at the what they're questioning, what they're asking people to think about, and what they're posting of all of the positions in the high levels of the Department of Justice, the FBI, that are being fired and taking out a position. In other words, they're cleaning house. They've before they can move forward with the uh, it, if, you, if you go back to see the credibility of the, of the highly, you know, I mean, I, I'm just looking at all the evidence. Look at the high probability. Back in um, December of last year, Trump did an executive order of, of um, freezing the assets of anyone doing human rights abuse or corruption, which, you know, read anybody in the cabal is basically <laughs> one of the two things they've been doing. Plus, they also changed the Uniform Code of Military Justice for military tribunals. And the fact that we've been at war ever since 9-11, we've been in a state of war, mm-hmm. um, the longest war in American history justified by a false flag event. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what, uh, what, what's been the groundwork that's being laid along with uh, – you know, John Hoover working with 470 uh, investigators who would have amassed. See, normally there's about 90 sealed indictments per month. That's the, been the average in the past. Lately, uh-huh. uh, for the last year or two, we've been having over 5,000 sealed indictments, where there's now 66,000 sealed indictments, uh, of which. Uh, each sealed indictment can tag up to 93 people. And what a sealed indictment is, is a, um, a secret grand jury basically is presented uh, this evidence, right? And it's, uh, this, this jury is made up of, you know, one or two dozen people, American citizens, and they look at the evidence pr- presented. And based on the evidence that's presented, if the person is, you know, irrefutable evidence that, you know, oh, the person is guilty, and then what happens is it creates a sealed indictment. So that what they do, they seal, the reason they do these sealed indictments and don't allow it out to the public to know what it, who, who's being tagged is because they use this normally for um, crime syndicate operations where you have, like you have a mafia and you have a whole bunch of, different people that are connected if you start you know taking out one at a time they're going to tip off to the other ones right yeah so that, that they can all run and scurry oh 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 it's coming down <laughs> they all scurry and so what they're doing is they're collecting these thousands of sealed indictments and what's curious is the exact day that trump did the executive order which um justifies the use of uh these sealed indictments 
was uh, General Mathis went down with uh, $500 million and 1,000 Marine troops, and they have expanded the uh, capacity, the facilities down Guantanamo Bay. Um, coincidence. Uh, and so uh, new, these laws for uh, military tribunal justice become active in just a couple of days. You know, today is the December 27th. Uh, January yeah. 1st, 2019, these become active. And I know that, well, uh, you know, the new. 66,000 of them? I mean, well, I don't know what uh, what actions are going to be taken, but if you if you study this and you study the Q posts and what they're saying and all the evidence, I mean, there's a tremendous amount of evidence that the mainstream media is scared to death that the public starts to look at and say, "Oh my God, they, they can see this uh, criminal." Um, you know the, the criminal activities of these people, and you know their their plans. You know they they, they wanted to start World War Three, and they want the plan is to reduce ninety percent of the population. They attempted to uh, they they even have their own rogue. Uh, they call it like a dark fleet, their own rogue CIA fleet that they attempted to launch from a submarine. Uh, to implicate North Korea and start a war with North Korea and nuke Hawaii. They also attempted to do that with Japan, but both times the Air Force Secret Space Program was able to take them out. So, um, <laughs> and they've taken out their satellites, they're taking out their computer systems, they are controlling the NSA now, the, the White Hats. There's more white hats than there are black hats, let's put it that way. And so the good news is we're winning. But, uh, you know, you know how a dangerous animal <laughs> is cornered yes. into a, you know, yes. they, they, could, they could try anything. So, but, but, Barbara, when I, after 17 years, after I went to Washington, Actually, it was like 2014 uh, that I started to, you know, really because this media company wanted me to write this article that was on the webmatrix.net. Um, I, I didn't think we had any hope. I didn't think there was a chance because they control all the mainstream media that controls the indoctrination of the public. They control the education. They controlled Hollywood. They control... Uh, the representatives, you know, when I traveled across the United States, we rented huge halls in major cities, you know, L.A., San Francisco, uh, Boulder, Colorado, Portland, you know, all these different major cities I traveled. Uh, we got standing ovations where they, you know, doing the executive briefing for everyone. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we asked for people to write the representatives and, I stayed up all night with a pizza and a programmer friend, and I created an online fax, and we had 30,000 faxes go in to the president and their senators and congresspeople, and even had a one that went to the embassies around the world. So I told people, when you get a response from your congressman or senator, uh, send it to me so I can post it online. So I was one of the administrators for uh, DisclosureProject.org, you know, Dr. Greer's uh, original site. 
And so I posted uh -huh. all of these, uh, which you can see on the webmatrix.net, all the, I posted about 52 of them from the senators, the president, and, and what it appeared is they all have been indoctrinated with official letters of denial of, of NASA and Project Blue Book. Um, and so it became clear that, you know, you can imagine if presidents, CIA directors, heads of intelligence, are being denied access. They're not going to. They're not going to let uh, you know congressmen and senators in on this stuff. And so they just were indoctrinated how to respond. So if our government can't affect any change, our media can't alert the public, which Kennedy uh, told about the importance of the media and the importance of of debate and the dangers of official censorship in order. Uh, you know, to protect for securities uh, in the future, which he was spot on. Um, you know, how could we ever change the situation? When I found out about Q and Trump, uh, it, it basically, it, they're, they're basically using Trump as an instrument in order. This started decades ago, before, before it's not about a political party of uh, uh, liberal or conservative, Democrat, Republican, you know, Trump or Hillary. It goes way mm -hmm. beyond that. It it goes. It, this has been going on for decades to try to get control away from this dark cabal. And so now we have um, now we have this possibility through the good people in our military and military intelligence that. Um, has seized control of the instruments and assets and have identified all their players. And so uh, we may be seeing very soon, I'm in, in, in my heart's desire, is to see yeah. these technologies released for the good of mankind and the truth, the full disclosure about the, uh, the technological development that we're actually at that looks beyond anything in, in Star Trek. By the way, Star Trek was actually created with the Office of Naval Intelligence through uh, Leslie Stevens, who created The Outer Limits, whose uh, father was Admiral Leslie Stevens, who was a contemporary of Admiral Rick Oboda, who was the one in charge of the uh, Navy spy program that would meet with uh, the, uh, the Navy spies in uh, Naval Air Station San Diego in a secret room in this tower along with William Tompkins who was designated as an information disseminator who would take this information showing uh, reptilian, I mean the, the, the Draco hieroglyphics and these different manuals and stuff that Nazi spies, I mean the uh, U.S. Navy spies were able to bring over and then take them to uh, you know, Boeing, McDonnell Douglas, universities, into secret think tanks that were attempting to, to figure all this stuff out. So um, yeah, this is a, we're at a, a pivotal point in history. It's an incredible time to be alive because we're right on this edge of where we can take back our planet. And it's, it could be a most wonderful, it could be a renaissance Oh, absolutely. But what what will happen if these 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 sealed indictments are suddenly enacted upon? Won't 
that what will that do to our economy? What will that do to the stock market? I mean, I would imagine it would crash. Well, well, think about our whole our whole system. You know, the um, Rothschild-based central banks that uh, have been infiltrated in and you know controlled just about every bank on the on the planet except for what North Korea, Iran, and uh, some other places. Um, <laughs> you know the. Uh, you know, ever since 1913, when they started with the Federal Reserve, our our dollar is worth like one cent compared to what yeah. it was worth when it was backed by gold. Now, uh, Lincoln attempted to get us off of the Federal Reserve. We know what happened to Abraham Lincoln, who was mm-hmm. assassinated by James Wilkes Booth, a 33rd degree Freemason. Uh, Kennedy, besides... Uh, he was planning on getting us out of the Vietnam War, so I wouldn't have to go there in 1969 in combat action. Um, mm-hmm. He was also planning on getting us out of the Federal Reserve and backing our money with, um, you know, uh, with, with silver or gold. You know, having have some kind of substance. They just print money out of thin air. It's not based on anything. So if they were able to get if Trump was able to get us back, let's say hypothetically, if he was able to get us out of the Federal Reserve, of which he's been on constant war with lately, uh, yeah. and get uh, and get us our money backed on gold, uh, that would totally destroy this Federal Reserve. <clears throat> it would give us great abundance. Uh, the technology we could, uh, my God, um, desalinate oceans. Uh, we could we could stop the, the the geoengineering, the weather warfare. You know, so we don't have fires in the west and flooding in the yeah. east. Um, we can, uh, you know, it'd be a it'd be a radical a radical change. And one of the m- main things is the, uh, you know, my great grandfather was the president of the Homeopathic Medical Society. And you know, which was going up against Rockefeller, with had the allopathic, and even my mother was was cured, which the doctor said she would surely die from if I took her uh, to this nutritional therapy, which they um, <laughs> they they murdered him. Uh, Max Gerson uh, claimed mm-hmm. his death, even though it was strychnine poisoning, was due to cancer. The American Cancer Society. Uh, she was cured of of the cancer and she lived to be you know 91 years old and so we have this uh, medical system that basically they have gone in and they basically write the books uh, the pharmaceutical corporations write the books for the doctors and they basically become like pimps for the <laughs> pharmaceuticals you know because it, it, it's so much money keeping people on these drugs rather than curing the actual cause of disease, which they have in these technologies where they can, you know, our bodies are energetic. They're uh, an energy matrix, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and it's de- linked to our consciousness. And, and another exciting positive aspect of transformation is that People are starting to become aware, you know, people who dig deep into metaphysics and into uh, quantum physics and like that, becoming aware that, 
each one of us is like a fractal of a larger great mind and that yes. uh, what we do to change ourselves you can't change one part of a hologram without affecting every part of the hologram and you know I keep seeing it everywhere I look from people who well, people who I wouldn't even expect uh, you know I, I had some I had an older couple that uh, a friend said that all they need is a security system they live way out in the wilderness and I started talking to them. I found out they just finished watching Above Majestic. <laughs> and they were, like, totally into Q and, you know, all this stuff. I mean, people, you, you know, older couple, like, in their um, in their 80s, you know. Uh, wow. You know, and it's like people who you wouldn't even imagine. There is definitely this morphogenic field in which, you know, they, they found – ages ago, you know, before the internet, that people would have ideas, inventions, or ideas in fashion or art or whatever, and people would have, on the other side of the planet, have the exact, uh, you know, kind of the hundredth monkey type of uh, thing where our collective mind, which you can see it everywhere in nature, you know, birds and bees and insects and animals, they all have a collective mind, just like we do. And uh, as we are waking up, how we can change this is our awareness of this and realizing that these technologies have been withheld from humanity and that we can start to heal this planet, release these technologies, shut down these dangerous nuclear power plants, and we can go into space, um, and that uh, these um, satanic, uh, you know, pedophile you know, doing human sacrificing, uh, you know, all, you know, sucking out adrenal chrome out of children that are terrified as they sacrifice them, they use it as a drug, you know, all the uh, illegal drug operations that they use for unaccounted for uh, funding. And, you know, it's, uh, as you mentioned earlier in the show that uh, Donald Rumsfeld, the day before 9-11 says, we cannot account for $2.3 trillion. Well, we know that in 2015, there was an audit on the Pentagon. They can't account for $6.5 trillion. Trillion dollars. A trillion dollars is a thousand billion dollars. I mean, that's a yeah. lot of money. And, you know, and there's even, there's even figures that are going up to $21 trillion. And where do all this money go? They go into these secret black projects that have been uh, withholding withholding these technologies, you know, all these decades. Well, what gets me is, aren't these dark entities at the heads of all these corporations and the news media? Yeah, it's the... It's the very, um, you know, just like on our dollar bill, we have a, a pyramid with an eye on top of it. If you control the top of a pyramid, such as the President of the United States, for example, which is the commander-in-chief, there is no military officer above the commander-in-chief. Whatever he says goes down. The same way if you have somebody in the heads of the Department of Justice and the FBI, um, it any any structure, you know, you have uh, the Food and Drug Administration, the Environmental Protection Agency, you know, if you have your people that are support uh, Monsanto or whatever, or or particular drugs, and and all of a sudden other 
holistic health doctors, you know, you know, dozens of them mysteriously die from suicide or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of indicates that the people that are in the 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 top of the pyramid in these agencies are in alignment with this these this uh, cabal agenda, and so this is what has been going on behind the scenes that Q has been um, indicating to people is that they've been cleaning house. It, you, you can't bring these people to justice right away until you get the elements that would, at, at, at the high positions, that would actually protect them and not allow justice to be happen. They have to be removed first. And that's why there's been this unprecedented you know, anybody who researches this knows this is true. There's all these people that have been boom, 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 you know, eliminated one after another that are in these high positions that once they are cleared out and we've got the good people, the white hats in these high positions, then we can, once the sealed indictments are released, these people get immediately arrested and probably, uh, Guantanamo Bay is their next destination. Wow. That's a comfort. Um, Yeah, because I think what has bothered me so much is that I've seen um, so much happening where you know that someone has broken the law and nothing happens to them. It's like there's a separate law for them. I mean, it, it's in politics. It's it's in all levels of whatever. And um, the Supreme Court judge that that died suddenly, you can't tell me that he died naturally. And and the fact that you know he was immediately cremated and there was no autopsy and the whole th- I don't know why they killed him, but they did. And you won't convince me that that he died naturally. Oh, yeah. So long as they have their people in position, uh, the criminals can get away with, you know, suiciding people. They can, they can, uh, you know, and it gets covered up. You know, the the main challenge that we have right now, Barbara, is psychological. How do you deal with a massive population that, you know, if, and, you know, I monitor the mainstream media, you know, CNN and CBS and all those. I do what they say, and, you know, and as anybody who who does observe what the mainstream media does, constantly demonizing Trump and any action. You know, if he if he went went to Syria, you know, uh, then he's demonized for going to war in Syria. If he pulls the troops out of Syria, then he's demonized for Oh, giving ISIS a big gift, as uh, what the Washington Post m- mentioned. Uh, you know, so no matter what he does, he's demonized, you know, constantly to put this negative image into. You know, he, he's not perfect, and he's done a lot of things that I don't approve of. You know, what I wonder about. You know, he's approving offshore drilling for oil when you know there's there's this technologies that we don't need this stuff, and going into yeah. national parks and approving 5G. There's technologies that uh, are, are much more healthy to the environment. You know, if he's being used as an instrument to take down this cabal, you know, um, it, you know, I'm just overlooking this thing. Thank God we don't have the Bilderberg choice 
or else we could have been in World War III already. Absolutely. There's no question about that. <clears throat> so I'm really glad that the American public um, decided they wanted to have something different. And uh, I, I think they probably didn't realize quite how different it was going to be. But um, I, I have to be a cheerleader for the fact that um, he pulled it out of the fire and, and he seems to be a very genuine person, human, but very genu- genuine. So if if this can happen, and and as you said today and as it, you said in the documentary, we really are on the precipice of this. I mean, the fact that you know there are 66,000 sealed indictments already and, you know, you're not the only one, so that so that it means that people should be watching their backs, you know, if they've been if they've been on the other side, and and be aware of the fact that that their time is possibly coming to an end when they can commit crimes and not and walk away from them. So I, I think it's going to be is, extreme yeah. panic is probably an understatement. <laughs> you know, that's going I would on. say when. When the first of these are cleared and and people are starting to be arrested, there's going to be a lot of upset, and and it may destabilize us for just a little while. But um, I think that in you know when it gets to the point where suddenly people are realizing that that we're coming out of a time of this is actually the dark ages that we're in, and absolutely and, you know. And, and and the fact that we've been denied so much information, denied so much technology, denied the fact that um, we actually are in space and and hopefully doing good. Somebody spoke on the video about traveling to the is was the edge of the universe and discovering other planets that were similar to Earth. Oh, that was. That? Uh... That was my friend uh, Mark McCandish, who was one of the uh, one of the uh, one of the witnesses that joined me back in 2001. Where in 1989, uh, it was witnessed uh, flee- three flying saucers that were titled alien reproduction vehicles that that were built back in the 1950s that could go faster than the speed of light. Yeah, he uh-huh. says that. Uh, Basically, they've been able to go, it takes them about 20 minutes to go from this galaxy over to the Andromeda galaxy. And they have already identified uh, eight Earth-like planets that uh, have you know, human life on it. That's very similar to, to Earth. And so, you know, this is incredible. You know, they say they, uh, you know, they worry about, the overpopulation and things like that. If we have technology, we could we could colonize other areas. Um, you know, the, the 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 thing is is that the psychological impact of this. You know, me even being a top secret witness that you know hasn't been involved in this for some time, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around what sounds like the most bizarre science fiction movie movie ever but if uh q mentioned that if once this stuff comes out they may 
for 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 a short period of time declare martial law because there's probably going to be riots and things in the street you know the oh, oh the you know trump is <laughs> being a, a hitler dictator fascist is trying to he's trying to take over our country and all this stuff but actually the exact opposite is true the exact opposite is that we're incarcerating these dark evil uh elements that uh very sick individuals that have been hijacking our planet for decades and putting an end to it so it's like the the greatest celebration ever oh absolutely and and you know i i do predictions every year for the follow i do an overview and then i give predictions for every month and and i've seen um martial law i've seen riots i've seen but but all for the good you know i i though there is a riot it feels like it was for a positive reason and you know so many people when faced with the truth go into denial and then rant against it and then eventually come round but uh yeah i would i would say that for a lot of people who's who don't have imagination um it will be a very very hard thing to swallow and deal with but but you know the 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 most important thing and and you mentioned it earlier that that when there has been communication with ETs back from the 40s and probably even beyond that we were supposed to that, that it it would in, we should be we should be able to to grow spiritually and expand consciousness and and when you do that you see your reality in a whole new perspective and you know are your eyes totally clear no because you have to deprogram yourself we've all been programmed to believe one way and deprogramming need, yourself is is tough we need to look at all the ideologies and belief systems that we've bought into that separate us we need to look at ourselves as 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 the human race, as, as spiritual beings, I know there's so, you know, been so much conflict on the planet. But, you know, if if the riots do occur, and if the Marine Corps hasn't come in and taken over control of the infiltrated, <laughs> controlled mainstream media, uh, then uh, most likely the mainstream media, if it goes on its current course, will like CNN and the rest of them, uh, will spin the information to make Trump look like a Hitler dictator is trying to do something bad. Uh, mm-hmm. there, is a, there is a way of bypassing it. It's called the emergency broadcast system, which, uh, you know, I, you being, me being an ex-broadcast uh, engineer, we have to set that up for the station. Every single network, cable, television, radio channel, all communication channels can be overridden with the uh, emergency broadcast system or emergency alert system, as a EAS is the other name they, they call it, that uh, the president can speak directly to the public through that means. So that's another avenue that they can use in order to let the public know that there is a military operation, a legal military operation going on. Um, you know, thousands of people that are involved in human rights.
rights abuse and deep level corruptions are being um you know are being rounded up and uh you know I don't know how much is going to be uh televised uh but you know just like in Nazi Germany you know when they had the Nuremberg trials think of it you know there was only 1800 sealed indictments for the Nazi trials <laughs> there are 66 <laughs> over way way over 66,000 now this will be the now, the, the <clears throat> Washington trials that okay, that's so, going to come so out okay so now the sealed indictments are not suggestions that someone's committed a crime but they are a crime has been committed and this needs to be tri- uh, put on trial is that it in other words uh, it's the not sealed indictment the sealed indictments are where a secret grand jury presents the evidence uh, to a, a dozen or two dozen uh, U.S. citizens and a jury, and they look at all the evidence, and if they say, yes, this person is definitely guilty without beyond a shadow of a doubt, they create a sealed, indi- uh, sealed indictment with that person's name on it or, or up to 93 people to connect it with this thing. Uh, uh-huh. And so... When uh, the when it gets unsealed, the person is has already been tried, and so what what happens is they go before a uh, a court, and then they are tried and then they're, they're sentenced to uh, if if, the, if found guilty, and so uh-huh. uh, when these sealed indictments come out, that's when they're probably all going to. My speculation is they don't want to tip everyone off, although <laughs> they know who they are, you know. Uh, yeah. They'll probably do it all at once. Wow. What kind of a, of a court do they go in front of? Is it a military court? Is it a civil court? What kind of a court? Excellent question, Barbara. Well, because uh, remember Leslie Graham was talking to Judge uh, Kavanaugh, and they were talking about, you know, this was a televised on mainstream media that he was talking about ever since 9-11 because uh, we've been in a state of war uh, and because of the new amendments that were made to the Uniform Code of Military Justice um, earlier this year. Um, what happens is that civilians can now be tried in a military tribunal court. And so there's going to be military and um civilian trials that will be in in a military court. So yes, you're wow. correct. That's that's going to be interesting because the rules are different in the military court. Um yeah, yeah, I'm pretty familiar with the uniform code of military justice, you know, being you know, I was 4 years in the navy and um yeah, um, yeah, it, it treats a little bit differently. A lot differently. I wouldn't want to be in front of one of them and be guilty. Um, no, high treason, uh, death penalty. Wow, that's that's going to be scary. That's going to be very scary. Yeah, and, and yeah. To my mind, when the public there are sees people... the crimes that these these people have done. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a a rude awakening for a lot of people. 
I would say that even if they have personal lawyers, they're they're out of luck. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting time. I'm really glad I'm I'm here to see it. Hopefully, um, it 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 it's about time, and it means that you know we can sort. I, I would say there will be a year or two or three that is very disoriented before things calm down a little bit, but. Um, it's going to be very interesting. I know that uh, probably the form of government we have is going to be changed as well. Well, as Eisenhower in his warning address, that he, farewell address that he gave in 1961, he said, only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can protect our future liberties and freedoms. So that's you listeners out there. Uh, the yeah. more alert and knowledgeable people that you know, realize that, oh, my God, we have been indoctrinated into this false matrix of perception. There's a complete other reality going on. And it's going to be a, uh, you know, it's going to be a bit of a hard learning curve for a lot of people. But eventually they're going to, I'm assuming they're going to bring out indisputable proof of this situation, which people are going to be shaking their heads but they have to come to the undeniable conclusion that uh, this is real. Oh yeah. No, it's 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 been out there for a long time. I think everybody probably suspects something is up, but they don't really know exactly what. <clears throat> and if we get full disclosure, it is going to destabilize everybody. <laughs> But but I think it's it's going to be also an exciting time and a time when when you realize what is then available to you. Hopefully, the spirituality comes along with it. That that you know you you begin to understand how much more we're capable of and how much more we can do and how much greater this 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 planet can be, not just this country this but this sp- planet. This has been the message of the ETs going all the way back to the 40s, 50s, and 60s. They want us to work on our spirituality to raise our consciousness. And, and they want us to, uh, they want the technologies released to the world because you can imagine anti-gravity gets released. Every single home and business have a zero-point energy device. We no longer have uh, the threat of, uh, of millions of people dying because of uh, Corona mass ejection. You've got uh, a whole planet now we can clean up of decades of destruction. Uh, you know, there, it, it's it's going to be a renaissance that the world has, has never seen the likes of before. Yeah, I know. And so many people go around thinking, you know, we are the most powerful, we are the most enlightened, and we're not. We've been in the dark for so long. Um, I'm horrified at the history books. Our, our past has been covered up. The antiquity has been covered up. And not only that, but I, d- I don't even know what I suspect is, is our history is really our history. I mean, even the origins and, and, and the foundations of religions are going to be put in question. It's going to be a confusing time, even for people who see it coming. 
Yeah, you know, you look at all the connections with the Vatican and the Nazis. There's even you can go to the CIA website. There's even a document that they put a secrecy order for 25 years that connects the CIA with the Vatican's and the Nazis, and they all work together. They gave thousands of passports to allow them to escape to Argentina and Arda and Antarctica. No, well, Argentina mostly. You know, yeah, <laughs> down there. But uh, you know, it's. Uh, you know, I think uh, awareness, you know, there's a lot of different camps and all this stuff. You know, there's a lot of people who study Q, but they have no idea of the extraterrestrial connection with all this and, and this, you know, the secret government uh, with that. And there's other people who, you know, religious people who think they're all demons. And there's other people who <laughs> in the ET community that think, you know, all the ETs are benevolent and good throughout the galaxy. Uh, and so you have all these different... Uh, yeah, fortunately, most of them are good, and the ones that are uh, like the Nordics, they have greater advanced, the more spiritually advanced and evolved races, that, which are benevolent, they have greater yeah. technology than the ones that are, are uh, predatory, which is a good thing, you know, so. I would, um, I would say. Yeah. The, well, the universe I, I is moving toward a more positive, benevolent timeline. As we evolve spiritually, it's going to move in a more, um, rather than enslavement. The other direction is complete planetary enslavement, which is, uh, and, you know, eugenics and enslavement. That's the the Draco and the Nazi plan, you know, that that was. uh, But Uh all that's circumvented uh, thanks to the good people Within our military and uh, working together for the last several decades in order to make this happen. And it's going to happen uh, probably in the next uh, in the next month or two. <laughs> well, um, the, the, the movie is called Above Majestic. It's on Amazon. And I highly recommend you guys pay for it. Um, I, I think I saw it on YouTube as well. Um, and your website is the matrix, the web no. matrix dot net. And no, you know, it's not that on, was... it's not on YouTube. It's not on YouTube. Oh, okay. Uh, it's only on iTunes and, uh, on Amazon prime and maybe on, on other outlets, but, uh, yeah, it was the number one documentary and, uh, Thousands of people have seen it, and it is a—it's uh, a big red pill to swallow. It's—it's <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing movie, and um, I'm certainly going to watch it, you know, a few more times. It—it's—it's uh, going to be interesting to see how we can check off things as they start to happen, and and watch something evolve that has never happened before in our history. Um, I want to thank you, Dan, for being here and for for doing such a great job of laying all this out for us. We're down to the last couple of seconds, so thank you so much, and we're going to have to do this again sometime. I look forward. Uh, The webmatrix.net is my website on these notes. Uh, It's not the only authoritative (laughs) site, but, uh, you know, it's just sharing my notes, and it's always a pleasure, Barbara. I'm glad we hit a lot of important points on today's show. Me too. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, This has been an informative show above and beyond my expectations 
Thanks for listening. Uh, it will be on YouTube later on today, so you can re-listen to it and take notes the way I did. Thanks again. Good night. <laughs>